0: Welcome to Liberate Your People Pleaser. I'm Brenda Florida, Certified Life Coach, and I am on a mission to liberate people to their authentic power and ideal self-expression. So what's a people pleaser? Well, those of us who are people pleasers are usually very loving and kind, we're empathetic, We also tend to prioritize other people's needs over our own, which leaves us feeling not seen and not heard. We're great at anticipating the needs of others and often put ourselves in second place. We're great doers and nurturers, and we often have the role of keeping the peace, whether it's in our families or in the workplace. Well, the first thing I wanna share with you is that there's nothing wrong with you. But we do wanna take some of these qualities of people pleasing that we focus so much on other people and turn them onto ourselves first, which turns them into our superpower. To find out more, listen to this next episode of Liberate Your People Pleaser. To liberate your people pleaser. I'm certified life coach, Brenda Florida, and I am here with such a special, wonderful guest. And I wish you all had the visual for this because she's so colorful in every way. Uh, I love what you're wearing today, Renee, and I love your spirit. So see Renee Washington and I met several years ago in a coaching community that kind of brought us, you know, to the same place at the same time. And I loved you instantly because you have such a vibrant, personality and you just to me exude authenticity. Mm-hmm. And for most of the listeners here on liberate your people pleaser, uh, you know that authenticity, I mean, that, that's how I state my mission uh, in my life now at this point is to liberate people to their authentic power and self-expression because we cannot have power without authenticity and we don't get to grow into our, you know, highest or most authentic self-expression, you know, without that as well. And I think that's what the world needs from all of us, is to be our best, you know, version of ourselves as that evolves through the years. And um, that's what will ultimately, you know, heal the world as we heal ourselves. So. I really So you're a midlife coach, and I'm going to let you tell everybody more about you. You're an author, and we're going to definitely get into the book as well. Um, But let's start with you just sharing a little bit more about yourself and your journey and how you relate to being a people pleaser. Absolutely,
1: absolutely. And let me just say, I could could absolutely repeat everything you just said about me. I could say that about you because (laughs) I remember, I don't always remember people that I've met but I remember you, Brenda, because you pop and you are just full of life and full of light. And so I, I, I just can't tell you how thrilled I am to Thank be here you. talking with you today. So, yes, I um, basically what I do is I just help and I focus on women. So I help you get out of your own way, I help uh-huh. you get out of your own way so you can live the life you want. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, and that people pleasing connection, it, you know, particularly us as women, we, we definitely have been conditioned to, conditioned to roll in that lane. And yeah. I find, uh, you know, I do focus on midlife women. I'm 62. So, okay. and, you know, for me, midlife is a state of mind.
0: Yes. Midlife
1: just to me says possibility that is not the end. It's not too late. So yeah. it could be you could be in your thirties, 40s, 50s, 60s, you can be in your 80s and still be in a, have a midlife state of mind.
0: Mm-hmm. and
1: And so yes, I, I just I just really, my mission is to help to hold up that mirror so you can see yourself truly at the essence and be who you were put here to be.
0: Yes, yeah, everybody, just take that in, breathe that in being who we were put here to be, I mean, we, we're all like a unique you know, fingerprint. I mean, we mm-hmm. have a unique fingerprint and we are. It is a reality and a metaphor. And the universe was designed, in my belief, to, as the place that we all need to be exactly that, not, not just my unique fingerprint, not somebody yeah. else's, But what happens in people pleasing is that sort of gets snuffed out in us Mm. because what we learn to do is be who somebody else wants us to be. Absolutely. Yeah. One of the first
1: things I take um, women through that I coach is I ask them this question. Who are you without role or title? Who are you without role or title? And that brings some women to tears because to that people pleasing um, point, they are so used to walking and rolling in these roles. Yes. You know, I'm mom and this is how a mom should be. Yes. I'm I'm an employee and this is how an employee should be. I'm a volunteer and this is how a volunteer should be. I'm a daughter and this is how a daughter should be. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm a, you know, so you know, whatever. I was a good
0: Christian. <laughs> I, I, I was what about was to say, yes, Christian. me too. Listen. And what what is a good Christian wife? I can remember when I got Oh my gosh. With, uh, all, I just, I was just like, oh my God, I have to be the quintessential good Christian wife.
1: Absolutely. And which was
0: kind of like being Laura Ingalls Wilder's mother. Like that was- <laughs> Yes, yeah. yeah. So I have to bake, I have to, and thankfully I do love to cook. But there were some of those things that did suit me yes, and many that did not. But I never had the courage to explore what I might enjoy that was outside the parameters of what the church or my family, you know, thought I should be. I didn't have the courage to do it until I
1: was in my early thirties. Oh, Brenda, Brenda. So, so, talk, that, yeah, yeah. yeah, all right. yeah because,
0: because listen,
1: yeah, I, yeah. I, I am on my second and final marriage. Okay. And the first marriage lasted 20 years and we got married and I don't regret my first marriage, yeah. but we got married because this good Christian girl could not live in sin. He was at the time living with his parents. He he had lost his job, was back home with his parents and was, you know, you know, in his transition and uh, they, this was back before cell phones and all of this, you know, so he was on the house phone calling me. And so we were talking every day and every night and, and, you know, his parents were complaining about that. So I said, well, just come live with me just come live with me. That's how we ended up living together. And when he moved in, I was like, well, you know, we can't live in sin. So we have to plan to get married. That's how we got married was because he (laughs) moved out of his parents' house into my house, into my apartment. And we we had to get married because we were good Christians and could not live in sin. And so, yeah, but I mean, it was, it, it was a happy marriage
0: for many years, but When you think about that, you know, yeah, so many things, so many exciting questions. So I want to, oh, let's see. There's two things I want to do. Let's start with the book. Um, so your book, take the trip. Yes, take the trip. Yes. So I want you to tell everybody more about that and how that, what inspired you to write that book yeah now, I'm going to confess to everyone I was honest with C. Renee about this I have not read it however okay. I'm buying it as soon as we get off this podcast <laughs> recording because I cannot wait even just hearing the little bit before we went live here that you told me about it I'm like this is my book so yeah tell more about the book and your journey to even you know writing it
1: yeah, so it's it's about living in purpose and freedom and allowing yourself to connect what that to what that looks like for you. And as I shared, you know, the inspiration came from two experiences that I had. One was taking a solo trip to Lisbon. You know, for years I had wanted to take a solo trip to Europe. And I um, you know, ended up taking this trip to to Lisbon. My husband was supposed to go with me at the last minute, couldn't go. I almost you know bailed out because oh I was afraid but then I was like no you've been saying you wanted to do this so do it Uh and I did and oh my gosh one of the best weeks of my life and I just you know it just I had this epiphany while I was walking around those beautiful cobblestone streets yeah Like, why have you denied yourself this you know people do this every day why and it was all based in a fear you know just you know Uh, of what all all the bad things that could happen, all the terrible things. And I, you know, people the world is you know, so much uh, you know, yes, horrible things happen. Yeah. But the news media focuses on the horror and they magnify it. And, you know, if we allow that to seep into our psyche, you know, we, that's how we see that the boogeyman is waiting for you around every corner. (laughs) And it's yes. not true no. that, you know, most people are helpful. Most people yes. are generous, most, you know, and I really have been focused on since that journey is, you know, thinking of myself as a global citizen. I'm yes. a citizen of the world yes. because, you know, this American centrism that you can get into, you know, that's a whole nother conversation. Yeah. And the yeah. other, the other experience that I had was being in an optical shop. I'm, I'm an eyeglass wearer. I don't wear contact. So I love my glasses. Yes. And I, yes. Yes. And I have a collection. And so uh-huh. I happened to be in, <laughs> in that shop one day and there was a woman in there trying on glasses and she had on these red glasses. And I was like, oh, you need to get those. I don't know this woman from Adam's app, but I was just all up in her business. Like, you need to get those glasses. And she's like, really? I don't, I think they're a little, I think this there are too much. I think maybe I need to get these black ones. I'm like, no, get the red, get the red glasses. And she said, She said, really? She said, well, you know, people might talk about me like she's she's in a sorority, you know, these women might talk about her. And I was like, no, they're really going to, they're really going to tell you how great you look in those glasses. And that took her into this thing of realizing of what she had been denying herself. And she said, you know, I remember I used to do all these things. I used to travel, I used to do that. And I really do want to start doing that again, but I just kind of let that fall away. And I started, and she said, these glasses, you know, they, they were symbolizing for her that she could make a pivot yes, into starting a new chapter of this adventure that she was missing, that she used to just, uh, you know, treat herself to, and she had been denying herself. And I never forgot that I, you know, I did a talk about it and it ended up being the inspiration, one of the inspirations for this book. And it's like, we need to, um, that, that thing that, scares us and excites us. The scared yes. yes, I love that. Yes. <laughs> yes.
0: I love that. I love that because I think that that's, and I'd love to hear your take on this. I think that that's one of the hallmarks of being a people pleaser is yes. I'm going to use the word afraid because that's yes. a good enough word for it. We're afraid to break that habit of you know, smiling so we don't rock the boat, mm. so not upsetting somebody. Um, my husband loves ties, and I and I like Thai fine, but I really love Indian. And somehow, all we ever end up ordering is Thai. You know, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. you know, like oh, oh. all these things, big Absolutely. and small, where we put ourselves in second place. And there's a fear, even if it sounds dumb to say out loud, I'm afraid to order Indian. Yeah. And right you would never say it that way there's a fear of rocking the boat of upsetting exactly. somebody or disappointing somebody you know the holidays are going to be here before we know it not going home for the holidays exactly. or, or whatever or
1: being the person that that entertains everybody else for the holidays yeah. or you know and you know another thing it it can be it can also be so insidious that you don't even realize it i because you know when you asked me can you connect to being a people pleaser and i told you people if i say that to people they'd be like not you and i'm yeah. like oh yeah i'm yeah. Re- i'm a recovered people pleaser and it still bubbles up most sure. recently mm-hmm. i have been um doing some home redecorating re- renovating and i realized that the bedding in um our bedroom i got that bedding because My husband and I, we had a long distance relationship for several years before he actually moved to where I live. And uh, when he moved down here, I ditched the bedding that I loved to get a more neutral kind of bedding that a man would appreciate. And I looked at that recently a few months ago and I was like, first of all, he doesn't even give a shit. And second of all, why am I been sleeping on this for for like 10 years and, and, you know, and it's okay, but I don't love it. Why don't I have something that I love? And so now I've redone the bedroom and it's, you know, I, it's, I'm living my life. Like I'm golden. So I've got a gold, (laughs) you know, you know, a chair and rug and, and I've just redone the whole room. It's gorgeous. I love it. He's fine with it. It it wasn't even something that he, you know, just decided that so you talk about the insidiousness of people insidious. pleasing yes, yes. yeah, yeah.
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs> so talk about how you help people and maybe how you probably because you figured it out yourself along the way um to sort of get past the fear like how do we do the trip anyway yes yes or start the business or order the Indian food or replace our bedding because the fear in it, even if we can get conscious and kind of realize how irrational it is, it feels very real. Like it it absolutely does. I can, I used to have so much anxiety. If I thought I was going to say anything that my first husband would disagree with yes 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 oh, yes. oh my gosh and and i I'd, I'd replay it you know i'd think about what i was going to say and practice it a million times and um you know because i was so worried about yes. saying something that he would be upset by or disagree yeah. with or whatever uh, and so how do we how do we take the trip
1: yeah so there you know in the book you know there are uh, there are four journeys The journey to surrender, the journey to trusting yourself, the journey to loving yourself and the journey to passion. And I come at it from the perspective of my having taken those journeys Mm -hmm. and, you know, uh, you know, when I, you know, the work I do on myself, the work that I do with the women I coach, it really is about um, when I'm working with someone else, it's about holding up the mirror so that I, that holding up the mirror to, to allow that that woman to truly see herself who you are right now not who yes. you've been told to be not who you yeah. think you should be but who yeah. you truly are at your essence that identity that who I am identity what what does that look like for you what does that feel like for you and yeah. once you get to that yeah then what you want because see, that's the thing women will always tell me. They'll either say, I don't know what I want, yes. or it's too late for I want what I want. And, you know, particularly the ones who say, I don't know, as they continue to talk, they tell me exactly what they yes. want. They don't even yes. hear themselves because they don't believe they can have it. Yes. They don't believe that they can have it. And yeah. so, yes, clearing out that um, denial, because that's what people pleasing has a lot of denial I'll connect to it So clearing out that denial of self and and moving into that acceptance of of yourself because we are complex flawed beautiful amazing human beings yeah and so clearing that all out so that you can truly see yourself in totality and love yourself right now and then move into who you really want to be to tr- to give yourself that permission to be that person? Yes, that's that's the work.
0: Yes, yes, because I lo- that that is also the other really insidious piece is the piece that gets us so quickly to saying, but but I can't have that. That's I not, I can't have it. That, yeah, it's not, not for so- me. Right. Yeah, yeah. She can yeah. have it or he can
1: have yeah. it, but not me. But I wasn't born into the right family. Yes. I'm not good. Some dying. level of I'm not Something. good enough. Yeah. I'm
0: not yeah. good enough. Yeah. And we um take it away from ourselves, the dream away from ourselves. Before we've even realized exactly yeah. yes Deep and so I really I've noticed um I don't know if you notice this as a coach, but with all the writing you know for blogging and doing podcasts and coaching clients, I always notice after a while a certain theme is showing up you know yes with my clients with me with and then it'll shift into something else, but right now I'm feeling a, a real theme of exploration mm. and how being yes. a people pleaser has squashed what would be, should have been a natural exploration of who we are, what we like, what we don't like. But when, we, when we're raised in that conditioning of be who other people want you to be, be that perfect Christian, that perfect, you know, whatever, um, we don't explore. So it's easy to think, well, I don't, I don't like that. Like I remember what the first time I a friend of mine invited me to go, we could, we were going to England together. So we we're gonna spend several days in London. And this was back, I mean, this was a long time ago. So in the heyday of Phantom of the Opera. Okay? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And she was a big theater fan. I was, I have always loved music. I'm a big singer. I love musical theater. I didn't really know anything about Phantom of the Opera. That's the kind of rock I was living under as the good Christian wife. I don't know, anyway. I remember because I didn't realize it wasn't a true opera, but when, right, she yeah, asked yeah. Me, okay, my, the first thing that popped out of my mouth with no, you know, thought, you know, it just popped out of my mouth. Oh, I don't like operas. And she says, exactly well, interesting. Cause first of all, Phantom of the Opera isn't an opera. <laughs> you know? And second of all, why do you say that? Like, if you've been to a bunch of operas and you don't like it, cause she's my best friend, right? So <laughs> she kind of knows the ignorance that I grew up in the little world, little world. I grew up in. And I was like, oh my gosh, no. Like, where did that the thought come from? I don't like opera. I've never been to an opera. I don't know. Yeah. But in, you know, the, my version of people pleasing, which is very common, there was no encouragement to right. explore what I might, not if it, what I might like would be different than what my family wanted me to like. You know, and so that just I carried that with me and I didn't second guess it. I didn't I I didn't think anything about it until finally for me, it was I got so depressed. I got into therapy and that was what started Mm -hmm. cracking my world open. But, you know, it happens to different ones in different ways through different catalysts. But you wouldn't be listening to this show (laughs) if it wasn't happening to you in some way. And it's that realization that, wait a minute, I need to start trying stuff.
1: Absolutely. How do I
0: know? How do I know? And I think that's what, part of what I love about traveling and your comment about being a global yes. citizen. Yes. when we travel and get in other cultures.
1: Absolutely.
0: You start to see a, part of what you said, which I want to echo, is that, yes, by and large, people, just random person on the street yeah. is a nice person who's doing exactly what you're doing. They're just trying to figure out their lives and have happiness and do, you know, there's really not that many nefarious people. There there.
1: really isn't. And I, you know, and I, you know, I'm a crime show junkie. I I admit it. And so, yeah. So, you know, I love New York city. It's my favorite city. And, you know, my first step of boldness was, you know, having a solo weekend there, you know, many years ago, that was my first big and okay. I, I can't tell you how many people like I would get on the subway and I'm and, and I'm like, you know, don't ask anybody for help. But I, I would get on more often than not. I would be going in the wrong direction. Right. so I would, have, <laughs> I would have to ask somebody for help. No. Everybody to a person happy to tell me, no, you take the L, you take you know, it up. And I just never had any Problem. Yeah. And one time a guy cussed me out on the street of New York City, but that's because I had on this hat and he said something about my hat and I. You know, I just kept walking. I just didn't acknowledge him. So he just, you know, you know, yes, thought it would be cool to cuss yeah. me out. But <laughs> other than that, but then I
0: felt like a real New Yorker. Like, yeah. okay, you <laughs> know, right. I've arrived. Well, you yeah, know, I've arrived. <laughs> it's funny you say that because my I love New York. I also love Paris. I oh yeah. I had to have had a past life in Paris because it's the first time I got there. I felt like I was home and I was alone. I was with the same best friend I had traveled to um, London with, but she had a little boy. And so they went to Euro Disney and I went into Paris by myself. Uh, and same thing. Now, I know as much French as, French as you can learn on the airplane. Yeah. Flying, yeah. <laughs> okay? And this happened to be in March, right after the March after 9-11. Oh, so, wow. French and American relations. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I had yeah. a lot of people who are like, you're going to cancel your trip, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. yeah. So I have this thought that most people, everybody to me is just nice. They're going to be nice. I have an expectation. People are going to be nice to me. I'm going yeah. to be nice to them. Yeah. And I just assume they're going to be nice to me. And so funny thing, that's my experience. 99% yes. Of the time. So I'm in Paris. I'm getting around by myself. I don't know anything. It's a huge city mm-hmm. and I don't really speak the language and everywhere I went, I had a taxi driver who was a little cranky with me trying to tell him where I wanted to go, but what, what taxi driver isn't cranky anywhere in the world, you know? And it was such a great experience and such an eye opener for exactly what you're saying, like to step out of that comfort zone. And, re- and I think there's a piece And maybe um, we'll take this to my next, we'll let this be the transition to Mm -hmm. my um, next question, which will probably be our last one Mm -hmm. given the time, but Mm -hmm. um, it is Mm self-trust. And one of the things, the unfortunate outcomes of being a people pleaser is you don't get to build self-trust because you're not doing things. You're doing things for others instead of the, you know, nurture you or work for you and so self-trust gets all twisted and so that's part when you take fear and a lack of self-trust that's you know a lot to get over and so I started realizing I could trust myself you know that I could absolutely the person who looked that they looked friendly to me because of course part of my I've done a lot of solo traveling and when I first started um, that was one of my things I realized, like, I just need to be aware, just notice my surroundings. Mm-hmm. What does this look like a safe street to walk down? Does that person look like a friendly person to ask for help from? Mm-hmm. You know, Cause there's all kinds of people everywhere. So it is. And then as I did that and had those affirming experiences nine times out of 10, then I learned to trust myself. And so I think that that ability to trust yourself goes yeah. hand in
1: hand,
0: but you don't get that without experimenting. Without taking, and,
1: and so as you were, cause yes, absolutely. Because one of the things that I have seen so much over the years is, you know, I do a lot. Of, I, I have wonderful friends. I have a wonderful husband and I do things by myself. Yeah, me too. And I see so many times women denying themselves because, because they'll ask, is your husband going? No, I'm going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're going by yourself? Yes, I am. Yes, and, I, <laughs> and yeah. so that that people pleasing, like you know, I, you know, I can't leave my yeah. husband. I can't do this without my significant other, my partner, my you know whoever yeah. it happens. What are to people be. gonna think? Yeah, what would people yeah. think that they're you know and, and so yes, I mean, and this can be so we forget travel. Like my husband likes to stay up all night watching TV, news shows, all that. And I used to do that, but now I need my sleep. Yeah. So, yeah. so when he wants to do that, he sleeps in the other bedroom. Uh huh. Oh, you don't sleep in the same bedroom yeah. every night? No, no, you don't. Yes. And I love my husband and he loves me. Right. It's okay. That's right. You know, just so it, just,
0: it just happens on so many levels. It does. Yeah. It does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because I'm I'm single. I've been single for a long, long time. And um, I would love to, you know, invite a lovely man into my life. And I'm not even sure I would live in the same house with him.
1: Listen, Brenda, I tell my husband all the time when we move, we're moving next door to each other. Yeah. Yeah. I tell him that all the time we
0: are moving next door to each other. (laughs) I think that is my perfect world. Um, But here's what I want to ask you to kind of, maybe uh, uh, not trying to script your response, but maybe tying together the, the fear and the self-trust and how we can really, you know, grow through and out of that to a life that is more authentic and yes, may take some courage, um, but has the blessings Mm -hmm. and the, um, joy of authenticity in it. What would you say now to your younger self, like whatever, pick an age, 30 something, you know, what would you say at 62 to your younger self?
1: Not shit. Yeah. Whenever I hear that question, I'm like, why am I talking to my younger self? Cause she can't do nothing. <laughs> so <laughs> I flipped that to, what do I want my 99 year old self to say? Oh, because, oh, yes. yeah. What do I want my 99 year old self to say? Because I can help her. I can help her say what I want her to say. Oh my gosh. Because, right. Yeah. It's you know, because like, I, I want uh, her to, yeah. I want her to say, girl, you did that.
0: Mike, you left nothing, uh, on, the you left nothing on the was- table.
1: I You left nothing on the table.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> don't think about my 99 year, because that's what got me out of uh, feeling very uh, scared about my 60th birthday. So I turned 60 in January. It's October now when we're recording this, and um, I had a really hard time. I've never had trouble with any age. Yeah, ever. yeah. Once I entered once I turned 59 and was looking at 60, yeah that idea that I just don't have. As many years ahead of I feel now, my you. mortality hit me. Yes, yeah. but that's actually what got me to. By the time I hit my birthday on January 11th, I felt really great because that's what I was thinking about. I'm like, wait a minute, I'm. I've always thought I would live to be at least a hundred. Yeah, if <laughs> I'm right, but who the hell cares? Uh, and so I'm like, well, wait a minute, sixty to ninety. Yeah, that's, that's thirty years. Exactly. That, when I think. Of, what has what a whole nother life it's a whole that's probably two lives yeah and so that and i was like oh my gosh okay now who do i want to be now so i can be so i yes. have another life exactly you exactly. know
1: because the the 30 year old question is tinged in regret to me and i don't okay. like to live there like right. well no. you know and and i'm like and there's yeah. nothing that you can do about that. And so okay. that forward yes. look to, yes. yes. And I don't yeah. care, like if if you're in your thirties, you, you yeah. know, it might be, what do I want my 50 year old self to yeah. say? You know, if you're in your, 40s. so whatever, but that forward look to, yes. okay, I don't know how much time I have, but if things go the way yeah. I would like them to go, I have at least this much amount of time. So yeah. Let you know. Let me get to living. You know. Yeah. Let me stop fooling around. You know. Yes. With this.
0: <laughs> yeah. yes, I love that. Well, there's no better place to end than that. Um, I will let you say any parting. Um, thoughts, or we're, of course, everybody in the show notes, you're going to find how to reach Renee. We'll have a link to her book because everybody wants to pick up, take the trip. I'm going to get it as soon as we're done. Uh, And any, you know, we're finding you on Instagram. I love your Instagram and all all that, you know, so we'll have all that in the show notes. Um, So a final parting uh, word to our viewers before we wrap up.
1: Yeah. I will just say, I, you know, I know that, you know, we are still in the of COVID and the pandemic and all of that but I am so hopeful and excited mm-hmm. about the coming year I don't know why I'm not you yes. know well I'm basing that on but I have just decided that I'm not waiting anymore for COVID yes. to end COVID yes. is here I don't know when it's leaving I don't think it's leaving anytime soon yeah. and we can learn how to live and I mean, live and thrive in the midst of it. And so yeah. I would just say that to anyone out there listening to, you know, start thinking about, you know, what do you want, you yes. know, the coming year to be for you? Who do you, who do you want to be in the coming year? Yes. You know, so, yes. uh, you know, my group, my group is called the Midlife Remix. And I, you know, the remix part is, you know, we are continuously, you know, remixing and, and, yes. and, uh, reworking, you know, uh, rewinding, you know, you know, and just all the re's because yes. life is fluid, life yes. is fluid. And Absolutely. so we, we are only stuck if we allow ourselves to be. So.
0: Yes. Yes. Oh, I love that. Thank you for your wisdom. Thank you for how colorful and wonderful you are in every way and your imprint, putting your unique fingerprint into the world the way you do, because I think that your work is so necessary and to be an example and to be able to hold up that mirror and show what's possible. Right there's nothing better than that. Yeah. So thank you so much. Oh, thank for being you, my Brenda. guest today. Thank you so much. I'm Brenda Florida, certified life coach. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Liberate Your People Pleaser. You are in the right place at the right time because I have a special offer for you right now. It is the digital program of my coaching process, The Solve It Method. So whether I talked about The Solve It Method in this episode or not, it is a super powerful process that I use with myself and with clients to solve whatever issues are coming up for them. It sounds too good to be true, but it's not. I haven't found the thing with my life or clients that this process hasn't worked on. And yet it's very straightforward and sort of simple uh in in concept so it's an easy thing for me to teach you through a digital program and then there's going to be worksheets so that you can work on integrating it and applying it in your life it works with work career entrepreneurial business problems i've helped clients with that i've used it myself on that our issues with our moms and dads you know those sort of original family issues i've used it for that romance just personal growth. Like when you've lost sight of what your dreams are, maybe the pandemic has sort of put you in a reset, but you're not sure where to go now. You know, maybe you're anxious or angry. All these kinds of things are problems that I have used the solve it method on again for myself and with clients. So I know this works. So here's what I've got right now. There's an introductory price, on the program you can get just the digital program you'll get all the videos it's five modules worksheets lots of great stuff to sort of work on it yourself do it in a you know do it yourself sort of format but here's the other thing i've added a mastery level uh component to it so when you go to the link here in the show notes and go to the details page of the solvent method digital program you're going to see a mastery level option and in that you're going to add three coaching sessions one-on-one with me to your digital program i've discounted that even steeper right now as an introductory offer so that's like 200 off of what it would cost you to buy those two things separately so go check it out take advantage of it now before the holidays hit this is going to help you navigate the holidays and start the new year from such a more empowered place, I promise you, you will not regret it. So check out the show notes to get the link and go look at all the information for the Solve It Method and sign up for it because this is gonna be like having a coach in your back pocket that you can go to anytime you get to keep it forever and will help you with any issue that comes up in your life. So I'm Brenda Florida, thank you so much for joining me for this episode of Liberate Your People Pleaser.